Listener Production. Same but new but old but young and new and fresh. So better. Oh, oh, oh. The Sushi Mango Saucy Meatballs podcast, the updated version. New but old. Old but still new. We are old as shit. My back's hurting. My, my foot is so sore. I can't, I can't feel my shoulder. We have our producer with us, Mandy. Mandy? That's not Italian. Our no, last name's Catalano. Does that mean I can stay? In that case, you can stay. Fair enough. A podcast. Fake laugh. Roll it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a couple of special guests with us today. Not only are they guests, they're very close friends and, proud to say, business partners of ours. They and, are and long-time friends. Long-time friends. As you all know, we have a very it's a, what's a successful restaurant now. I can say that, yeah? We can say that, can Absolutely. We? Doing all right, doing all right. Yeah, it's doing it's all right. okay. And uh, these, these are the operations and brains behind it, our, our business partners, Johnny DeFrancesco and Danny Zaney from Royal Stacks. Johnny DeFrancesco for 400 Grady. Welcome, guys. Yeah. I say, must be a little long overdue. We should have had you guys in here long ago. Yeah, probably had, we probably should have had you guys. Yeah, it was Joe's fault. <laughs> Joe's fault. Let's make sure the restaurant breaks even first before we have, yeah, have yeah, us yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, who's running the restaurant today, man? We're all no here. One. So it's, it was stuff. I've got my 97-year-old grandmother. <laughs> yeah. she'll, do a better, she'll do a better job, to be honest. How many people ask us, actually? That's probably one of the things that people ask us the most. Mm. Do you guys have, like, your nonnas and your mums cooking in the back of the kitchen there? It's one of the things that people say to us the most. Well, I think we value the health of our nonnas and mums because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if they worked in there for about a day, not that they can't cook, they just wouldn't be able to handle the body, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We just left there before and there was a 92-year-old lady having lunch there. I saw that. She was amazing. In the corner. So, yeah, yeah that's the testament to the food that you guys have created in the operations that even the genuine the OG ones are coming down there and having lunch with us. Mm. So, thanks, boys. Well, yeah, it's our thank pleasure. You. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, uh, guys, Danny, you you run, uh, for the people that don't know, you run a successful uh, burger chain mm-hmm. called Royal Stacks. How many How many you got now? I can't even remember. We've got like 12 locations at the moment. 12 locations, but you're opening up another 46. Not, next <laughs> we're, try, we're trying. We're yeah. trying. <laughs> Every but, week it's like, you know, you're opening up a new one. Before that… Yep. You started off at the, um, uh, was it the Dandy the Pavilion? The Danone Pavilion, that was my first restaurant. Yeah. Back in 2006, we started that. We're, we're singing boys there. Yeah. And that was where the sort of like the whole burger thing sort of started, right? Because. Yeah, well, all, all my culinary training before that was just European. Everything started and ended in Europe. And then I went to America for the first time. And I just happened to stumble upon this burger place with people lining up. What are these people lining up for? And I went and tried this burger and literally blew my mind. What was it? Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Madison Square Park. Is I that, just it, couldn't it believe it. New York? Where was it? Madison was it? Square Park, the first mm. original Shake Shack in New York. Uh, and yeah, so it just blew my mind. And even the style of service in the United States I thought was really different to what we had here. They're really hospitable. I really, I really felt warm and welcomed. So when we came back to the PAV, Started having, mucking around with the chefs in the kitchen, and we released the secret menu, yeah. and it just went mayhem. That was the one. And you had people; they were lining up. Lining up, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't that because I remember you telling me it was because you had a write up. Yes, is in the Herald Sun. What year was that? You had a write up. I think for it was two thousand fourteen. So this is pre. I mean, now burger shops are like. They're everywhere, right? That's right. So this was when the buzz was coming in. 2012, maybe. 2012, 2013, 2014. Is that right? Yeah. 
definitely before the the trend started. And then we got voted number one burger when burgers were, you know, all Budding. the hype. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just the next day people started lining up and I was really proud to change the culture of dining in Danong and really bring people from outside the area to drive to Danong. And yeah, because really pr- prior to that, going to Danong mean you you, you were going to get shot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was Or Danilong. mugged or whatever, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. the haunted house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Danilong Mountains. Yeah. I yeah. was never game enough to go into that. Never. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, went, yeah. I, I worked at Danny Plaza for a long time. Okay? Hey. Right? You and only I got never stabbed got, I times. never got sh- shot. All right? I got stabbed a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but never shot. Now, we had a great time, Dan, Danny so Plaza. So lots of passages. Good friends and, and uh, some... Some um, great stuff, and, and we had we had friends of ours that had had a very successful business there for a very long time. Yeah, I worked as a waiter. You worked as a waiter then, Danny. Big, big, big Albanian functions and whatever. I'll be um, honest. When I first yeah. saw Royal Stacks, yeah. I thought it was American. Really? I yeah, swear yeah. to God. It, okay. It, the feel that it gave me, it looked like an American brand. Well, you hit like the brief. You, you, you hit the brief. There you go. Yeah. You hit oh, it sorry. on the head, and then when I found that it was yours, I was like. That's even better. Wow. And a guy I know's got it, you know. You. I mean, it should have been called Royal Habib, but still. <laughs> <laughs> That's the falafel shop Royal we're Shod- opening Royal- tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Royal Shadwema. <laughs> Honestly, man, I thought it was Thank American and, and, and it just, you, you, you nailed it. Is there any talk of it going interstate or? Well, possibly, but I think, you know, what's important to me is what I want to do in my mind is just be culturally relevant in burgers in Melbourne or Victoria. Like, what my dream is to, if you come to Victoria, you have to go to Royal Stacks. Yeah, like yeah. you got to try it. That's that's what's important to me now. Anything after that will be a bonus, but that's what I'm aiming for. That's very and noble. It's good. It's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that we wanted to do as well. Like if you we wanted to be one of those landmark restaurants, so if you if you're coming from interstate or if you come from another country, people are like, hey, you've got to go to this particular place. Yeah, that was one of the things that we well, wanted. We institution, wanted yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the, one of the reasons why we went into business with you because you got that ability to, to to see stuff like that and and um you know create vibes like that. Like, so that's probably one of the reasons well, why. Well, that's what I was drawn to this project, and one of you guys asked me, and one of the things that I thought was incredible was you boys really were passionate about Ligon, and you really want to revive that old Italian dining scene, and that's a pretty big challenge. Yeah, you know, I thought that was. Something I, I wanted to work with and aspire to, and like you know, Johnny's done before to change the culture of dining in a certain area. I think that's really special. Yeah. Well, we got you. Know, just we'll let you know today that we're opening up a burger shop called Royal, <laughs> Royal Snacks. It's very different. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. It's Bring completely it. different. It's completely Bring different. It. Ours has got a snacks and yours yep. is, yeah. is a snacks. So, so uh, just let you know right now. Just but um. Yeah, on that Ligon, the whole Ligon thing, you know, we want to we want to bring it back, but we're never going to change it to the level it was. Now, Johnny, you, you know, you've worked you worked mm. on Ligon Street for how many years, man? Like you've oh, a long you did time. Your, you Carlton did your, in Carlton, yeah, a long time, yeah, a long time. Mm. You've probably seen it evolve from all Italian restaurants to sort of. What was, your, what was your first one there, Johnny? Like when in Carlton, you worked at? I worked at a place called Chiro. Chiro, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 and where? But where was that? It was there was one on Ligon Street, yeah. and then there was one on Faraday. So I was working at both. I was in between them, but and you, I was, you, I was, yeah, I was really young. Yeah, I remember you telling us some stories about the the owner. Yeah, champion yeah, old guy. Yeah, yeah. You had a, when you first opened. You didn't you have 
Another restaurant? I did, yeah. On Parkwood Street was my first one. It was called Cafe Mio. That was your first one? That was the very first one. First then, restaurant? Then, that was my first restaurant. But, no, but the, the, the pizza? Oh, then I had Panic Pizza, yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, the one in… That's in uh, Campbellfield. Campbellfield. Yeah, still how'd there. You, how'd you get that? Pa- what was the story oh, about? Yeah, so I was running… I, I, I'd sold the one in Puckle Street and then um, found a restaurant on Ligon Street, which was the old… Tiffany's. It used to be called Tiffany's uh, restaurant, which I was this guy was really well known. And pizza, jury. pasta, and maybe yeah, <laughs> and, and jury, yeah. And so it closed because it it got sold to another guy. He closed it down, and I saw it. And this was the first time that I made a deal with someone. I was only twenty, without buying a, a restaurant, if that makes sense. So I rang the landlord and I said, hey, you know, I want to take over the restaurant. For extortion, really. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. That's what happened. Right? Was, there a ba- happened. was there a baseball bat involved? <laughs> yeah, baseball bats, <laughs> chains, <laughs> shackles, everything. A, couple, like. a guy that, that, named Mario and Gino no, behind him. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Danny's learning the uh, the Italian ways. Yeah, yeah I am. I am. Yeah, what are you, you're Lebanese. You're even worse. Yeah, well, I'm well, as his next. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I when I joined this group, I thought I was joining the Corleone family, yeah. <laughs> and then I found out I'm Fredo. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how much oh. talent's in the room. Man. Oh man, that's po- points for Godfather knowledge there. That's, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. So you were saying sorry? But anyway, yeah, I end up I end up uh, convincing the landlord to let me open it, and it was run down. It was closed, so I did that. I opened that up, and that was doing okay. And because we were doing okay, I got some attention from someone uh, out in Campbellfield, a guy that used to make garlic bread, right? And he came out and he said, listen, there's a pizza shop in Campbellfield. It's actually in a good location. Guys don't know how to run it. Do you want to take it on? And I said, uh, not really. I said, I'm not interested. I'm thinking Campbellfield. Last time I went to Campbellfield was when my when my mum picked up my brother working at Ford Factory. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, right? <laughs> And so he kept bugging me about it. So I drive out there one day. It was a lunchtime. It was just after lunch. It was about 2 o'clock. And this pizza shop had curtains on the windows. Literally like, you know, those old… Yeah. What, the doily ones? The doily ones. Yeah, the doily ones. We've got in the restaurant. Pretty much. Now. Yeah, <laughs> by, by, full, by full length. And so I've gone up to it and I'm thinking, man, this place isn't even open. And I'm looking through the window and I could see a guy at the back. So I knocked on the door. And he opened the door and this young, probably my age, opens the door and he says, hey, how, how are you going? What can I do for you? I said, look, so-and-so sent me down here. Are you selling the um, pizza shop? And he said, yeah, I am. He goes, but my uncle's not here. And I said, all right, no worries. And, you know, I was young. I was 20 years old and, you know, I used to have a business card. I said, here's my card, mate. Just tell your uncle to call me. And so they did. They called me and he said, oh, I want to come and see you. And I said, yeah, come to my restaurant. You know, I thought, I'm going to play as if, you know. Yeah. I'm successful, but yeah. I'm 20 years old, yeah. man. I don't even have a doll to my name. Right? <laughs> anyway, so they come in that night. I make them dinner. And I said to him, how much do you want for the rest, uh, for the pizza shop? And he said, oh, you know, I've been there for 33 years. Yeah, they were there 33 years, this guy, right? And he said, um, I want this much. And I said to him, and I'm thinking, I don't have any money. Like literally, I didn't have any money at all. And I, I said to him, I'll do you a deal. You let me take over the shop today. And I'll pay you in six months. Now, at that time, I didn't know. They just wanted out. Got to tell you, that sounds like a shit deal, man. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Right? And he's thinking, he's probably thinking to himself, we want to get out. This guy hasn't even bargained or tried to bargain the price down. And he said, okay, it's yours. I said, perfect. He takes off. 
Two days later, we had the lawyers. We signed the contract and he said to me, just remember in six months, you got to give me the money. I said, no, I'll give you the money. And I'm thinking, where the fuck am I going to get this money from? <laughs> oh. So anyway, I get in there. I look at it. It's run down. Give it a quick paint job. My dad was alive back then. He came and helped me paint it. I changed the oven. And he said to me, the, the owner, he said, can I still work here, you know? Because he was worried. He's going, I'll work here still, you, you know. To see what you were like. See, yeah. you know. And I said, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Anyway, get in there. I started doing a few changes and he says, no, don't do these changes. It's not good. People are not going to like it. And I said, oh, look, you know, I want to do these changes. I want to see how it goes. And he looked at me and he said, I gave you a good shop. Good shop, man. Seriously, this place was not making any money. <laughs> he goes, I gave you a good shop. You know you still have to give me the money. I said, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'll give you the money. Anyway, do the changes, do another launch, line down Barry Road. Wow. Yeah. I swear I'm not kidding. He goes, you fucked up my good shop with a good shop. (laughs) No. What what year? Yeah, what year was it? It would have been 2000 maybe. So that's prior to like marketing yeah, online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How would you? Mar- how did you market it? To get- I just put a big ass sign at the front of the shop and said, "All pizzas five dollars." Like that's old. That's school gonna shit. work. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got him through the door. It was a marketing. Well, to try. No, right? man, it was forever. I just oh. that was my mind. I'm gonna do it forever. Actually, you, rem- you remind me. Do you remember on Center Road in Bentley, five dollar pizzas? Mm. Not Telex. No. It was what was it called, Red that Hot. one? Red Hot. <laughs> it was called, called Red, Red Hot? We're plugging these guys. <laughs> they're, they're still around. They're, they're gone. It was two Lebo guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Just to make pizzas, uh, Red Hot, $5 pizzas. I used to go and get one all the time. Yeah. So, so any, is it still now five bucks? No. No, 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 not anymore. So then, so then he's... Bucks. Yeah, 50 50 bucks. <laughs> for a small. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's working for me and, and he would go in early in the morning because he didn't want to work at night, which was fair enough. And I walk in one morning early and I see him on the table when he's doing this. And I walked in, I said, what's wrong? And he goes, I sold you the shop too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw the line down So the when, I, when I heard that, I said to my wife, we need to give this guy the money before we renege on this contract. So, so I quickly got the money and gave it to you. you um, that was 2007, you said? No, 2000. 2000? Yeah. And you still got that shop today? I still got it today. Wow, that's you, fucking awesome. Yeah. What happened from then? Did you actually... My, one, one of my best mates is in it with me, with his brother, so yeah. they look after it. Oh, right. Um, and yeah, they've been looking after it now for the last, oh, I'd say a good part of 10 years. Jesus. But we still got it, yeah. Yeah, yep. I won't get rid of it. It's it's like, you know, that was... Yeah, it's that one. That was my... Everyone says, oh, Grady Brunswick is the one there, but that one there I've got a soft spot for. Yeah. Is, it, is, it, was, is, it, is it a case, a case of where you walk into it and you go... Man, where's all the money? Like, oh, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's been a shit week, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I feel the same with my son. I don't want to get rid of him because he's the first one. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's a maiden voyage. It was a, it was a first. It's your baby. It's the first. It's a very special yeah. one. So at what point, when did, when did the 400 Grady, when did the, the Grady? When did you go Nabaladana? Nabaladana. We opened 2008, but about a year prior to that, my... um. Do that again? <laughs> it was, I think, the idea came from, because my dad's from Caserta, so it's like, it's in Campania, very close to Napoli, about 50, 60 Ks. He, he would always talk about Napolitan pizza. Ah, oh, pizza Napoletana, I miss pizza Napoletana. And I was thinking, and, and then he passed away and, and I thought, 
I'm done. Like when my dad passed away, like I lost, it was like I lost half of my soul and and, and I thought I'm I'm selling all the panic pizzas. So I started getting rid of all the restaurant, all the, all the takeaway shops because I just, I felt I didn't want to work anymore. And I got to the last one sold and then I was about to sell the one in, oh, Campbellfield. in Campbellfield. I thought, no, I won't, I won't sell this. And then a guy came to me and said, hey, there's a place in Ligon Street, Brunswick. Do you want to take it on? It's it's for lease. And I thought, what am I going to do there? And then kept ringing in my head, bits and up all that And my dad, and I thought, I'm going to go to Italy. I need to find out what, what he means. Well, what is this bits and up all that Because at that point, there was nobody here. doing it. No was there nobody? nobody? Nobody. So there was no one in Australia no, no, in 07 no. doing Napolitano pizza? Johnny, no. when we went to, sorry to cut, interrupt your story for one mm. second, but when we went to Italy when Carlo and I were kids, Years of, my God. Uh, it was, was 1998, because just before 1990 World Cup. Yeah, it was. 98? Yeah, 98. You must be crazy. Uh, 89, 89, 89. Just before the 1990 World Cup. Yeah. Sorry, dyslexic. How, how and, old um, were you, man? I was, I was eight. He was eight. I was, well, three years old. I was about 10, 11. And... We got a pizza. I still remember. And it, I got a cup of choza, and it came with egg and uh, uh, anchovy, uh, an artichoke. Yeah, artichoke. And, and it was flat. Flat with had, a had, big it piece had of... Artich- had egg, boiled egg on it, like it was scattered, and it had ham, the, but the pieces of ham on it. Yeah. And, and this is for me, us coming from, and the, from big, Australia. And the big um, air bubbles around the side. You know, and we, I didn't know what was going well, what on. What the fuck is this? I remember. We were I used still to remember. I was of that shaved Are fucking... You, you used to go to pizza shop and used to get the big thick with the cup of chores and now anchovies. I used to get all the time with that shaved ham on it and the and the art, the, the the mushrooms and the olives. And I'm all, I'm thinking I'm going to see that. Yes, and then they bring you an artichoke. Almost. I got a choke hanging off the thing. Oh, I remember when I went to it. I almost and cried, man. Frankfurt's I was, on, on one. I went. Frankfurt. There was Frankfurt's on it. Was, what the hell are Frankfurt's doing <laughs> on, on a on a? Yeah. So number, I was. Like, we were really. No. We were really taken back by. The, so we uh, learnt at oh, at eight and eleven that pizza was, was different, different in Italy. There, you know. You know. And so. So you, you were, so you were one of the first to bring it over, right? Yeah, no, no one was doing it in Melbourne. And was at it met all. with was it met with like resistance, not Absolutely. from the community, but from like other other pizza makers the, and and so forth. Oh, uh, like even other pizza chefs were saying, oh, "This is shit," you know, like they were bagging the product. I had, I actually had one guy tell one of my staff it was shit, and then end up working for me and saying it was the best thing he's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from like what we knew. To like then even people even educating the people on what real pizza real, supposed to the be. origins of what it so is and how to eat it and how different it is that would have been a challenge for you. It was it, so that's how my master classes uh, were born. I was sick and tired of people saying this is not pizza, this is not pizza. And I thought I need to do a master class, and I did this master class and invited um, a lot of journalists just to have a look at what it was. And and even still, then I was getting a bit of resistance. What actually put me on the map, to be honest with you, like. For, for the product that I was doing was a really bad review. I was going to say, bad, you had that bad like, review of a guy saying floppy, wet. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and, and... Who's the guy? Oh, he's, floppy, he, wet. Is that how to describe your pizza? No, I was... Probably my didn't wife describe, use... My, my wife <laughs> describes me sometimes. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably floppy, didn't... Floppy, wet and hairy. <laughs> Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... I got a really it was, it was it was someone from major papers. He's not a um, he's not a reviewer anymore. But I've I've been dying to f- like find this guy so I can shake his hand. To be honest with you, but you know we yeah he he came in and we we knew who he was because he was one of the most prominent uh, reviewers at the time. Like 
everyone would shake in there. They would just boots, yeah, knowing that he was coming to the restaurant. And when I saw him, I thought, oh, here we go. This this will be good. Um, as in, I thought it was going to be a really positive thing because it's something new. He hasn't seen it. Everything he wrote that he thought was bad, he described exactly what my pizza was supposed to be like. (laughs) And so I'm reading the article and he's given me like 24 out of 50 and that's considered like extremely bad. And and I'm reading the article and thinking, man, you just described exactly what my pizza is supposed to be like and you're telling people that it's really bad. It's it's it's, It's not pizza. It's not Italian pizza. That's what he wrote. And I said, yeah, you oh idiot, because it's Napolitan. Like, oh that's what I wanted God. to say to him. But anyway, from that review, there's only one mistake that he made. Or actually, it was a mistake on his behalf because he thought he was going to get a reaction. They came and took a photo of the pizza and put it in the paper. And that was the main Margarita photo right. Oh, right. of what it, looked, it was. It looked mad. And it looked fantastic. And the phones went off tap. Oh, because, how crazy that? How yeah, crazy is that's that? That's a great story, huh? But when you get a reviewer in and, and reviewing your restaurant and they actually don't understand the product they're reviewing, yeah, yeah, yeah. they shouldn't be able, they shouldn't be allowed to review it because yeah, they can make or break somebody and, you know, people, in, I mean, you guys know now, you're in restaurants. It's not cheap to open a restaurant. Mm. It's not cheap to run a restaurant, you know. As, as much as people think that, oh, a plate of pasta costs nothing to make. Well, yeah, maybe at home and, uh, but, but, you know, when you, it's like, it's like, I'll give you an example. At home, get yourself a personal chef and then let him cook the pasta and pay him to do it for you. See how expensive I, it is. Yeah. Yes, right? Yes, yes. So, so you know, people come into restaurants and think it's not that expensive to make a dish. No, but it's expensive to have a good waiter, a good chef, um, you know, pay all the outgoings. Good produce. Good produce. The process is awesome. The process, everything. It, Costs a lot of money, so it's not the cost of the dish; it's the cost of what's going on yeah, around that's us. That's what the wogs do. Let's be honest, people, everyone, you guys at home. I mean, I used to do it too. You know, but this plate, this plate of pasta costs five fifty cents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 we learnt now; it doesn't cost no, fifty no, cents. No, <laughs> back to the point with your pizza in Australian experience versus Italy. It's people's palate. Yes. I mean, what you're having here in Australia, that ham is not ham. That's like mystery meat. We don't even know what's in there. <laughs> I, call you know, it, I call it dog meat. That's right. He don't it know is what's no, in so, there. So, Absolutely. So, so you know my dog food costs more than what that costs. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not being a smart. I'm not being a smart ass. It's I've actually I've actually gone and and, and and researched it. So I know what I can buy the shredded ham for, and then I know the food. If I and I don't really buy my dogs um, canned food because I cook for them, right? I swear I really yeah. do. Oh yeah, we cook we cook for them. But if you go and buy some canned food off the shelf, and you buy that shredded meat, the canned food costs more. Yeah. That's, so that's what concerning. does that tell you? That's, that's, that's concerning. Hey, you know what it tells me? It's fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> when well, you're hungover. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, when you're hungover. That's right. <laughs> to Johnny's Pizza what, and to the burgers, what's people's palate? So we use grass-fed yeah. and it's pasture-fed. Some people aren't used to that beef. They're yeah. used to a grain, grain-fed, a lot fattier. Yeah, yeah. Where Johnny's Pizza… Processed, like a little bit more like That's processed. right. People get used to like Correct. cheap… That's right. Like, it's hard to say. People get used to that really artificial cheapness and they're like, that's oh. That's the issue. But if that's, that's what you grow up on, that's, that's all yeah. you know. Hey, Johnny. So you went from like opening this shop, you're like, should I do it? Should I not? Your dad, Napolitana, Napolitana. Two, people don't know, you won the best Margarita in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
And when was that? 2015? 14. In, in Four the, fucking close. Let's just let's re- rewind that. In the world. So, yeah, world. Yeah, in the world. That's so that, beating that out Napolitans. Yeah, that yeah. happened in Italy, right? In Italy, yeah. And it was a competition. You go there, you do. You bring your own dough, your yep. own stuff. So what? what's the in the dough? <laughs> We're here. No, wait, 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 you got a pen and paper. Now it's what's in your dough. <laughs> Did you bring the weapons? Low come paper. So you became got number one. So did you create your own sort of recipe? No, so for the dough, how's it work? No, no. So it's a very strict competition, and it's um, run by the rules that are governed by um, uh, the actual government. Put the rules in place for the STG. So it's it's Italian it's, government. Yeah. So what happens with the Neapolitan pizza? Because it's um, now it's become a, a heritage product, right? So I was I was actually pretty proud and happy that they invited me. So when they when it became heritage listed, I actually got invited to Korea to to be at the ceremony for it. Oh, right. Yeah. That's the Veda Pizza Napolitana, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's become a heritage-listed um, product. So it's not – when people say Napolitan pizza, it needs to be yeah, Pizza Napolitana yeah, and the rules need to be followed. They get people – send people around. They do, look. yeah. So in Australia if, – if, if, if it's not Napolitan, it isn't Napolitan. Come on, that far, they get shot. No, <laughs> <laughs> no so um, in Australia, I'm the um, – the the president of of the association, so I I have accredited. So if you see with the ta- uh, like a, um, yeah, what, what, a a sign on the yeah, on the top yeah, of yeah, it, like Vera, Vera Pizza Napolitana. Vera Pizza Napolitana. Yeah. So there's there's only I don't know there's there's under a thousand in the, in the world accredited. Wow. Right. Um. But yeah, the competition is very strict. Like there's judges at the bench, there's judges at the oven, and there's judges at the tasting, and none of them see each other's scores. None of them talk to each other. There's no uh, correlations. So they look at your technical ability at the bench. So how you stretch, yeah, all that, 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 <laughs> that, right? Um, and then how you top and how you cook and then how it tastes. And then they ask you technical questions about the product. But the funniest thing is it, it's that strict that there is a sequence on how you have to put the ingredients on the pizza. Oh, right. Oh, so you, you have to follow. If you, and if you don't follow so you that, source you, it you first. Get out. You can't, you can't put the basil on before the cheese. No. Sauce, so, cheese, so, basil, oil. Yeah, so what happens? Well, it's no, it's even more than that. Oh, my God. So it's the te- technique that you do to stretch the pizza open into a circle. Then you need to put the sauce on the pizza, and then you need to put salt. Oh. You need to salt it after the sauce. After the sauce. And that's part of the STG. And if you don't do that... Disqualified. disqualified for a pinch of salt. I've seen so many people get disqualified. <laughs> no way. That's crazy. So it's so. You say it's uh, seasoning ninety percent of cooking. Mm. Oh mate, well, mate that's why salt in the sauce. No, you cannot salt the sauce before it goes on the pizza. Oh well, there you go. Okay. There you go. Right? So what? So do they tell you that, that the, the rules are written? Okay. The, 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 the so, rules so are written. So if you forget to salt, it's, it's on you. It's problem. not like yeah. you have to figure out they that that's the way to do it. Out. No, no, no. The rules are written. They're there in black and white. It, this is the process. This is pressure, how you need man. to do it. It's pressure. a lot of pressure. Like, I could feel judges everywhere. And when, and when you won, all right, this is a kid from Australia who opens up a pizza pizza place in you know in in, Mel- in Melbourne, goes to Naples where pizza <laughs> is born. <laughs> And it beats out all the Napolitano, beats out all That's the people insane. from around the room. What, man, how does that, how does that make, how does that make you feel? That's I, I, so that was the second time I competed. And 
when I was sitting at the table, because you 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 go to like a um you know the the what's it called the ceremony the function whatever you want to call it right, and you're sitting at the table and one of my really good mates from America is next to me. He's got a pizza shop in America. When they announced my name, I didn't even hear it. No. <laughs> and if you see Pasquale, he's goes, six he's foot three. Goes, I think it, you won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's six. six foot three. He's from Napoli, but he lives in New York. Actually, when you guys go, I'll put you on because he's the nicest guy ever. And I'm sitting there and they announce uh, the winner of the Napoleon category and I didn't flinch because I didn't hear it and I went, and I was just looking around he's going, hi! (laughs) 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 And I was like, what happened? And he goes, oh, I mean, and I'm like, far out. That's That's a real big stick it up your moment. All the the doubt. The full story, the other part where he he got up and said, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how's that for wet and fluffy? Hey man, um, that changed the game for you when you got back. Like just yeah. the, the fact that you number one pizza pizza maker, margarita pizza maker. That's fucking wild. From, yeah, yeah in the was, world. Did yeah. that? Did that just bang next level? It was amazing because we were building Crown at that time, the restaurant. And it's, oh, perfect timing. And, and so when I got <laughs> back, <laughs> when I got back, it just. You're like, fucking thank God for that. <laughs> yeah, we changed the name to 400 Wet and Floppy. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, like, we, were, we were freaking out, man. You know, I, I had Johnny with me, Johnny Mazza with me, and, mm-hmm. and and I said to him, man, like we really need to be on, on point now because he's going to crazy. And we thought, oh, yeah, how busy can it be? And when we opened, I mean, we're at a 430-seater restaurant. When we opened. Monster that one, yeah, yeah. Like the first night, I looked at Johnny and I was like, are we going to make this? And mm. then it just, you know, got easier and easier. And that's when my systems had to improve again. So that's how my business evolved. Yeah, back to, go back to basics. I had to go back to basics, work it out again. How do I make it so we can do volume but still keep the top quality? Mm. And this is the thing that people think is that because you're doing volume, oh, they must be pre-cooking everything. Well, Actually, we're probably one of the only restaurant group now in Australia that does so much volume and cooks the pasta on order. Yeah. yeah. Now, the boys in the kitchen you know, are getting get absolutely the, 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 what, smashed. Like, that's why we wanted to get in with you guys, A, because years ago, actually, the, the, the oh, idea… The story's amazing. The we're going to tell the story. We're going to tell the story. Actually, seed was planted by Danny. Yes. Yeah. Because so, we went to Danny's, uh, we, we did something at Royal Stacks. And that was another thing too, is I was blown away that you actually had a chef, Terry, making the, you know, People just think you're making burgers. She's the best, man. She's unreal. So she was actually a chef making your burgers. That's one thing that spun me out. I don't know if that's the norm, but that was fantastic. But we went and met Danny and we did a video. He's like, I'd love for you guys to come and do a video for me in my my restaurants. And we did. And that was at the stage where we were doing these little videos. And then he said, we should open up a diner. Fly by comment was like, he goes, you know, one day we should open. But we weren't really that. Big at the time. It like, was really no, man, It was like two or three years. But in. we visualized it was supposed to be like a, a, a diner, with, but it wasn't spo- supposed to be comedy. Yeah, comedy diner right, where, yeah, where, yeah. where you could see, right. you know, and then you walk into the toilets and you could hear us say, so, yeah, like, make sure you're piece of straight. Make sure you're piece of straight, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. Real more, right, co- yes. more like almost a bit comedy. like co- like Wonderlandish mm. type of thing. And then, so we we even looked at a couple sites for we went and looked one in Oakley we went and looked at one in um, 
just we looked at a couple anyway. But it just then, then we got sort of, busy. Yeah, everyone got and then, busy. And then once we got busy, uh, things sort of you know get sort of put. Okay, well, you got to prioritise and let's maybe one day, Danny. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then one day we're talking with obviously. Johnny was the first person, for everyone out there listening, was the first person to actually give us a paid gig. A paid promotion. A paid promotion promotion when you were doing the first pizza fest. Yep. And you gave us the first pay gig, uh, it was like 28 bucks. And a free pizza. Literally the first Literally person to ever pay sushi right? mango for yeah, a then, gig. Then one day we're talking with Johnny and we're like, I'd be mad to do a Sushi Express, like a pizza hole in the wall, pizza shop, you guys, this, that. All right. So we had, the, we had, we had, I'm not sure if you, if you got, we're telling you guys for the first time is, we had your idea and your idea and everyone's busy doing their thing, whatever. Okay. Then, I'll tell you this story. What happened was... And COVID happened. COVID happened. Okay? And I'm talking to... We all copped it in the arms. We all copped it in the Still walking funny. You guys are in there, back to basics. You're in the restaurants. I remember coming in to get a burger. You were there. You were in the restaurants. Mercato. Mercato. You started Grady Mercato. Um. And I was talking to Steve Ballerini, who we should give him a mention. He's not here today, but he's the other business partner. And me and Steve said, Steve said to me, he goes, oh, he said, um, the, you know, have you noticed that there's no sports bars in Melbourne? Because we travelled to London together, me and Steve. We used to go and watch soccer at these sports bars. They used to have them everywhere in, in, in London. And I'm like, yeah, there's no, there's no sports bars. He goes, you know what? Pre, after COVID, post-COVID, he goes, I reckon there's going to be an influx of people want to go, wanting to go out. He goes, we should open up a sports bar. I said, funny you mention well. that. <laughs> I said, I've, I've got... We had a concept to open up a restaurant, a sushi mango restaurant, and uh, you know we should we should we should look into that. And he goes, really? And I was I was on the phone with him for about two hours at night, and we were just revving each other up. It's like we, we can do this, we can do this, we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. Talk to the boys about Steve because Steve the boys didn't really. No, no, you no, don't I, use Steve. I know Steve you knew Steve well because Steve, Dad, no, Dad, I, I didn't, I didn't know, know Steve. Steve I said, point. Steve, you can come in. Steve's a real. Well, Steve, so Carla rings us and goes, listen, guy. I spoke to Ballet. He was talking, and the mention, he just mentioned what he just mentioned. And and then we mentioned about the restaurant. And, I, and he said, you know, we were speaking with Danny, we were speaking with Johnny. And we're like, why don't we just put everything in the pot and make this big minestrone? It'd be fucking amazing. So we sat down, we had a meeting, we just spitballed some ideas. And within six months, we were, we had a site yeah. and we were renovating and, it really didn't take long. To no. Make well, I remember when we, when we sat down with you, Johnny. We came to you, and I remember you weren't giving too much away because we were, we were talking about the hole in the wall. But then this whole restaurant thing came in. You, you weren't giving too much away, and you're like, "I'm in, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I re- actually, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny, what is restaurant? We're gonna get Danny from all stacks. We got this. We got that. It's gonna be a restaurant. Trying to log on street. This that. And he was, you, you was no, but he was going. He was going. So, so yeah. who's Steve? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Steve's one of my best mates. I travelled with him. This, that, the other. And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. And we're talking, 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 and then it just went quiet. He goes, Yeah, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> uh, and he goes, You know what? It's going to be fucking huge. <laughs> he goes, we're going to do the fucking best restaurant and we're going to do the best food and people are going to fucking love it. And it's going to be packed and everyone's going to have a good time. Everyone's going to have great food. Yeah. And I think we achieved that, man. We did. Can you believe it? We're here now. We, we did I know. It. Um, well, I think we've created something really special. And I still remember people walking in and Johnny was in the kitchen the first week and a guy almost started crying. 
because yeah, remo- he cried, he cried. Man. I, I yeah. got emotional. At got emotional that. Right. I got emotional. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm. I need to go. I have, uh, nice to meet you. I got to go to the bathroom. I this guy cut me, man. Like yeah. you know, he was telling me the story about you know. Well, my my dad and and, and my he nonno. passed away. My nonno and and I was like, my God! He yeah, said the peppers, the peppers remind me, and it's then I was like, wow, this is more yeah. than a yeah. restaurant. That's right. This this to, that day was the day that I realized that he, Johnny Vincent Sam's is more than a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. more than a restaurant. And, you're on the head with that. And working with you guys too, like the attention to detail. I think everyone out there just thinks you guys get together. And, oh no, they're a pain in the ass. <laughs> but I mean, the amount of effort, <laughs> fucking I if that's an understated comment. But, <laughs> but uh, the amount of effort and just will not renege on getting this thing perfect. And you, you guys really want to get it perfect for the people. I think you guys know. And I think you, people appreciate that. You guys run your own outfits. You know, if you don't pay attention to authenticity, People can see straight through the yep. garbage. It's got to be right. It's Absolutely. got to be on the money. Otherwise, people will know you're faking it. And if you fake it, you're never going to succeed in anything. You have to, and that's part of what our brand is, part of what your brand is. And here we are. And 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 you tell me if I'm wrong, Danny. What we do, what we do is amazing, and it is authentic because it's stuff. You know, I brought the first Neapolitan pizza to 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 Victoria. What we do though is people can copy what we do. They can't probably get it to the point that we have it, but they can copy. But you know what I love about our restaurant? No one can copy yeah. what we do. Because yeah. it's not just about the food. It's yeah, about what yeah, it's yeah. about it's the, the feeling the we give to our yeah. to our guests. Yeah. Because the people that walk through the door are part of our family. Mm, mm. Everyone that comes there to eat feels as though they're part of our family. That's right. I tell you what. You cannot replicate it. It sounds cheesy to say it when you're saying it. It was like, oh, these guys are just trying to sell the restaurant. No, But if if I could, like the passion that we have have for this project and and, and there's there's six of us involved Mm. in this restaurant. We're not, when, this is not retirement money. No. This is this is a passion project. That's this right. is something to put back into Ligon Street. Something to put uh, for the people. It's like the food, the the, the nostalgia, the feeling when you get in there. Uh, I remember when I was eating in there the first time after it was all said and done, and I looked back and I was and I had the plates underneath it and I looked up and I saw the Jesus picture and I saw the carpet. And I went, I stopped and I went, oh my god. Yeah. Man. I had this moment. I was like. It got me. Wow. I was like, geez, I, you know, we, we put it all together and it sort of got me. I was like, I was. I'm, I was I've really cried proud. at the restaurant before too, man. I, that was because we saw the bill from the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what, right. When we shouted those people that night, that was because not cheap. People think it's cheap. And no, they think, it's oh, not. We got everything for nothing, and uh, so you're right. Though I couldn't, I can't believe how much it costs, and I respect restaurant owners. Cafe owners, yep. any anyone that works in the hospitality business and owns the business, I respect them so much now because it's just so hard to actually coming make back. money. Absolutely. You know? it's, oh, a very, it's, it's a very difficult very industry. Hard. Hospitality is tough. But coming back to what you said, like I remember I remember what the, the day, that the, not, the evening that they handed over, the, the builders handed it over me first walked through the door and everything was yeah. clean. We had no tables or anything in there. But I remember I, how I felt, and I remember the look on all your guys, your guys' faces were all kind of mesmerised because it, it really did transport you back to a time in your childhood. And it still does for me now. And it sounds wanky, but it really does. It's, it feels like where I grew up, 
Mm. And we we nailed it, guys. We yeah. actually created I feel, something I feel, really special. I feel, I feel there. like we did. I feel like we did. And so I get like some some people like there's going to be people again that won't understand it. There's gonna, always going to be a critic, but no one ever remembers the crit- critics. People I, people only remember people that do stuff, right? Man in the arena, <clears throat> man in the arena. It's good. I've got another question though for you guys. I want to know do you which state in Australia has the best food culture? Ooh. That's a very controversial question. I got I got I know say, the answer. But. I got to say, Vic. Um, I think there was daylight between Victoria and everybody else, but I think the rest of the country is catching up. Um, but for me, I mean, geez, I just walk down to any local street, Bentley, Oakley, you know, even Narrowarren now, Brunswick. It's just Broadmeadows, Broadie. No joke, Pascova. Even D- Danny, Danny Long. Long. Incredible anyway. food everywhere. Like every, I mean, everywhere. It's great. I, I, I'll just Sydney's getting close. Getting right? close. Sydney's gonna add, Sydney's we're gonna miss. This is the golden era. I think you're gonna see a lot of owner operators not be able to function. Immigrants aren't coming in. Like you know, the best Afghan, best Greek, best uh, Italian, or you know, you're not gonna see that anymore. I think the culture's changing. Yeah, uh, that's what I believe, and I think it's sad. Yeah. So enjoy. Your local venue now. Not yeah. on our watch. We're going to keep it going. We've got, <laughs> well, we've got 400 grand. We've got the yeah, best we'll burgers. Try. We've got we'll JVS. Try. We're going to keep it. We're going to fight hard to keep and it going. And many more to come. Mm. Well, so it's just the whole thing about Ligon, you know. It doesn't need to be full. Every every shop doesn't need to be Italian. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying that, you know, fill up every shop with with Italian restaurants. But we're saying, you know, Ligon Street is known to be an Italian street. And, you know, the more you can bring to it, to wave the flag culturally is uh, then then the better and um, you know let's hope that they they uh, let's hope that they bring the festa back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts, Johnny, on the oh, on the on the food? No, I think we're still we're still you know pretty ahead of the pack when it comes to food culture. Um, a lot of this, maybe a lot of the things that we see across all the other states, it's people visiting. Um, Victoria or particularly Melbourne and, and you know, trying to find the concepts and bring them back to their state. Um, and people are starting to do it really well. Um, I probably agree with you. Like Sydney is not far off mm. at the moment. We've been going, I, we've been going yeah, to Sydney. We've got some pretty good places there. It's good. Yeah, the, I just feel there's there's something there's something off. It's so like I it's think still, here's, here's what I think because obviously we were looking at possibly one day opening up a restaurant in Sydney because we get asked that all the time when we go over there. And then everyone's like, where are you going to put it? It's not like Melbourne, how it's, there's everything sort of working around the city. It's so spread out. You got to go over a bridge for here, you got to go over a bridge for there. And it it's feels not, like not there's a bag not of much, Sydney. It feels, it feels it's like, like where we're going. It feels like there's not much foot traffic in, in, do you know in, what I mean? In, in, in the places that we were looking, and people yeah. that live in Sydney, we were looking the other day in Haberfield, um, we went down Surrey to Hills. Um, well, Surrey Hills. Surrey, is, there is a bit of foot Surrey, traffic. Surrey Hills got some foot traffic. Yeah. There's also that uh, uh, one where there's a place out in um, the, where Little Italy, in Norton Street Norton in, in yeah. Leichhardt, Leichhardt yeah. which used to be Little Italy, sort of changed completely now, and they're trying to do something back. Um, but look, we'll get there. We'll we'll, try, we'll figure it out. But um, I don't know the food is starting to get quite good in Sydney. Yeah, no, it's uh, look, it's it's good all over the show. I, th- I think we're pretty lucky here in Melbourne. But yeah, we're very I think lucky. we're nightlife's better here. Is it? I think it is. I don't go out anymore. So. I think it is. No, I was. I don't either. But I go. Like, went last night. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, mate, boys, we could sit here and talk all day. Oh yeah. Thank you so much, man, for um, for coming in. Thanks, so much. And uh, but first, and another thing, thanks so much for for helping us create this amazing restaurant. 
that we're uh, we're all so glad to be it's part of. It's been a pleasure. It has been a great pleasure. What's been your favourite thing? <laughs> <laughs> just so, the response to the people, to be honest. Just yeah. the connection. I think to me that's really important. And just you know, people are really generally wowed and feel. Like people are bringing their grandfathers and they'll come and visit and go, you know what, I'm bringing Nono here or Baba or Dera or Judo. Yeah, and yeah. they're coming and they're visiting. And I love that word, Judo. Yeah. Judo, you know, <laughs> and it's just great. That's yeah. my favourite thing. Just I, I was standing the, near the kitchen with those folding doors are and I just stand and I watch and yeah. I just see all these happy people and it's just incredible. Our doors are five foot in the kitchen. <laughs> well, but they're supposed to come I feel the tall. They thought they were Italian chefs. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah? feel tall. Yeah. I feel tall. I feel tall. All right, guys, thanks very much Thank for coming you. in. We love yous and um, can't wait to see what we're going to do next. Look out, for what, look out for what we're going to do next. Yeah, something may be coming very soon. You'll find mm. out soon enough. Thanks for that. Uh, that's another episode of the Saucy Meatballs podcast from the Johnny Ditson Sam's team. And if you're in Melbourne, go and check out Royal Stacks and 400 Grad. That's right. After checking out Johnny Ditson yeah. Sam. <laughs> <laughs>